Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, this is your editor, Jarris, speaking. Today, we only have light spoilers, some from the actual play podcast, Spout Lore, and some from the movie remake of Mean Girls. That's it. Thank you, and enjoy. Tell me Ling is playing her new board game because she only joined in the dance about halfway through that. <laughs> oh, hello. oh shoot. Yeah. It's like pipe dream. Whoa. But a board game. I'm surprised you're not talking Actually, about maybe that. That's what I'll bring up. Okay. Yeah. I'll talk about that. <laughs> All right. Hello everyone and welcome to the Ace of Geeks podcast. This is a podcast where four best friends get together. Bring each one brings a uh, piece of media they consumed in some way that week, and then we make them fight to the death for the ace of geeks of the week award uh my <laughs> name is mike i am one of your hosts my name's jaris i'm one of your hosts my name is rowan i am three of your hosts my name is mailing and i'm really distracted <laughs> oh so. my <laughs> so the way we always begin this podcast now with the new format is that i roll a d4 uh to determine which of us goes first and it will be Rowan! No! How does this keep happening? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Weighted dice. Uh. Weighted digital dice. Mm-hmm. I guess it's true what they say about computers being unable to give us a true random. Mm. <laughs> yeah, because mm. if they have like uh, a seed. Anyways. Continue. So yeah, um... This week, uh, on Jairus's very strong recommendation, I began consuming a tabletop role-playing podcast by uh, four very charming Canadians uh, that is called Spout Lore. They're playing Dungeon World, which means that you get to hear them do all of the world-building for their game in real time, basically. Mm-hmm. So we come in to see... A fun party of a barbarian named Tacoma Dome, who is not a barbarian because he's barbaric, but because barbarism is like a type of uh, rock music. Uh, it's metal. It's, it's <laughs> metal. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. They explain this a bit later. This is a huge spoiler. Uh, but barbarians are named after a drinking establishment in Tacoma's home country called the bar bar oh my god and if you like the kind of music that comes out of the bar bar you are a barbarian and that music uh demands two equal measures of like D barbarian fighting and being a metal bard <laughs> oh that's my god amazing. that's incredible yeah he's he's a pretty incredible character he is always working out um, he's always talking about his body and 
how big AWO, he is. baby. Yeah. <laughs> He's also always talking like this. Because he decided yeah. the character yeah. voice he wanted to do was Batman. You know, nice. fair. Except when his character complains, then he gets really high pitched. It's very fun. <laughs> uh, so what, what first drew you to this podcast? How did you find out about it? Uh, Jairus. No, I know. I was asking Jairus. Oh. I know how you found out about it because you said it okay. a few minutes ago. <laughs> I was hoping to learn more about the apocalypse world system because I have a long-term never hopefully one day going to finish project where I make a game where you play reapers uh, all where the heist is you got to reap souls. Oh, cool. Some people can see you, so you actually have to be a little sneaky about it. And I started looking up, all right, what podcast is an actual play from this system? And they were very enthusiastic about Dungeon World's particularities. And the characters are wonderful. Uh, So I just kept watching. Uh, I will say there are two other characters. One is a elven druid who shapeshifts. Jairus, Jairus, um, Jairus. This is the thing that I brought. I know you've been been listening (laughs) to it. (laughs) I was just about to cut you off with the same same (laughs) point. Rowan, tell us what you love so much about this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, so so I introduced one of the characters. Another character is Ving, who is a druid and is much more like uh, uh, understated and soft-spoken by comparison and just kind of like going with the flow and, and the groove of things and just kind of like popping off sort of, but kind of talking like this and just being really chill. And then the final member of the party is a halfling child named Fat Billy, oh. who is uh, is an orphan who is ostracized from halfling society and has been adopted by these two uh, adventurers. Please tell me he wasn't ostracized for being fat. I think it was for other reasons. I don't remember okay. if they've actually talked about what those reasons were. It's for being different for everyone, and it is not that aspect of it. Okay. Uh, it is more that he, he isn't exactly sure why he doesn't grow up. Mm, okay. Yeah. And you find out. Most of the adventure beyond just cracking wise is watching these two grown men try to parent this halfling child thief. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who is... A deadly combatant. Yes. Oh. <laughs> ah, an old classic two men and a baby. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's honestly delightful because the GM, this is one of the one of the selling points that got me to actually start listening to it from Jairus. The GM is a master of many delightful voices. Oh, excellent. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Tacoma's player does a conspicuous amount of the world building which you can tell he's like just kind of rambling, but cool stuff comes out of his mouth. And then once he realizes that the GM thinks the thing he said is cool, he like tries to undercut it by making it really dumb, Mm. which also has some comedic value. Excellent. The other two haven't had super big standout moments for me yet, other than Billy's player, Jessica sounds like she's probably played games before, but she's like, she, she comes in with this very like, Oh gosh, I don't want to do the wrong thing. Ah, energy that is just very sweet, but also committing to big moves. Nice. Which is very fun to listen to. Cause anytime that the other two are like, that kid is the most morally upright and solid person I know. And then Billy will immediately do something uh, Mm. suspect. Uh, Nice. Nice. Yeah. Cause he's a rogue. Cause he's, cause he's a thief. 
So it's it's been they all have a really great time with each other and and it's fun getting to hear people really engaged in how dungeon world works which is you do collaborate to do the world building and gradually over time the players give the gm more and more material to understand what this world is that they're all inhabiting if you want to hear prophet of fire and god of fire and sea of graves and then explanations of what those things are over the course of other episodes and also you don't mind hearing a list of fantasy names for like meats and foods that are made up on the spot or just porn novels they spend a lot of time running into the same porn novel over and over. I haven't gotten there yet, but yeah. <laughs> so basically... You will. <laughs> season one, they're wandering their way through this horrible little muddy village called Mudlark for an annual hot dog festival that is uh, Beautiful. having some problems that they have to deal with. So if you are ready to hear these colorful characters that I've described talk their way into becoming interim mayor of the town and then immediately having to go deal with the emperor of the frog people in the marsh to prevent the town from being bulldozed by frog people and making an absolute mess of all of that, check out Boutlore. <laughs> Where does the name come from? The only research skill or finding things out skill that is in perception is um, spout lore, which you roll with intelligence, unless you're a bard, um, and then... As it says in the book, just start making shit up. Mm. Your GM will let you know if you have stepped on something that's already been previously established. And the GM has final say on it. So a big part of the game is let's roll. And if you're the cool thing is in the game, if you fail, you can still spout lore. It's just everything you're saying is bullshit. And you don't know that. I like that. It's very yeah. good. In, in season one, they've been doing it slightly differently where the GM is still the one spouting the lore. But on a on a mixed success role, the requirement is that he tell them something interesting, but not necessarily useful about whatever it is that they're mm-hmm. trying to find out about. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I like that. Yeah. There's a lot of good lore, a lot of good character development. I highly recommend that you keep listening, Rowan. I will. Because, like, all of them are super fun, and the, the one altercation in uh, The Wall and Sow, where Tacoma is like, hey, this, this older gentleman is, like, trying to get on Billy's case. I'm gonna confront him, but from behind, and I'm gonna put my hands on his waist, and then I'm gonna press my chest up against his back and, like, oh, no. <sighs> in his ear. Oh, okay. Yes. And now the other guy who's also the party member is on my back while I'm doing that. Let's just make this weird. So much player bullshit in the game that works. Yeah. And then there's other stuff that um, you're not sure why they made that choice, but because they're all laughing, it still feels funny. (laughs) love that does it kind of have like the feel of kind of like an edited actual play or just chaos kind of like dimension 20 or is it more wandering uh it's a little bit wandering but they they keep it relatively tight it it doesn't feel like an edited podcast okay and like okay like in dimension 20 all of the actors are comedians and in, okay. I think improv comedians, so they do have experience with that. But the guy who plays Tacoma also edits it, so you know there is some editing going on. Okay. Okay. Cool, cool, okay. cool. Um, like... And it's 
And it's mostly a very digestible podcast because they made sure, or at least in the first season, to make their episodes like 30 minutes to 45 minutes. Oh, good. Yeah. Good, so, very nice. And they have they have somebody who actually sings like a taverny, old timey bardic like intro and outro. Oh, fun. The opening and closing music was a huge sell for me because it not only is good, but it accurately described what I was doing while listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Nice. Oh, nice. So, yeah, that's me for this week. Unless you want me to talk about the other cool, fun thing that I've been doing. Nope. One thing. One thing. One thing. You don't want to hear about Chinese anime? Not yet, but you can save it for next time. Okay. We have no time limits anymore. Everything is open. The world is our oyster. Instead, I'm going to roll a die again. All right. It is Jairus's turn. Yay! That's me. That is you. All right. I would like to talk to you about a spooky Netflix show called The Fall of the House of Usher. Now, halfway um, through this, Rowan, you need to start talking about it like it's your thing. Just, just. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's going to be really hard. I'll just practice for Dungeon World, I guess. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it is steeped in Poe's stories, but it's not a direct one for one on any of the stories. It's almost like a collage of homage. <laughs> oh, were. did you just come that's up with that? Because that was great. Yeah. Yeah, just right now. That was quite quite good. Uh, The show is also quite good. It kind of has two things for me that pulled me in. It is scary, and they leave you with a lot of questions that do get answers. Oh, good. Okay. There's a big thing in the show where, like, characters refer to things you don't know about. Obviously, there's something going on. Much like in, um... The event? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) In East Asian uh, dramas, where they show you a flashback, and then throughout the series, they show you more and more of the flashback. You similarly, there is a major backstory that explains everything everything and you find out the end of that backstory on the very last episode of the show Mm. so it kind of carries forward with two different timelines mark hamill is in it as a side character Ah. who is so goddamn frightening it is bonkers how scary this character is the emotional emotional roller coaster rowan just went on (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I shall explain. I think that's what got me going with Spout Lore. Uh, I knew a thing, and I was ready to explain it. The House of Usher is a very wealthy family who got rich on the opioid epidemic. Oh, fun. They created a pill that can take away your pain for the low, low cost of heavy addiction and death. You know, the old classic. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I always preferred symphonic addiction and death. Symphonic would be so much lovelier. They go to court, and they're being brought to court by a federal prosecutor who has ties with the family in the past that is not fully revealed until the end. Okay. Um, and he meets the dad on the very last night of the whole story, and then the dad explains to him relevant events about the story as like a frame story. Oh, neat. And these relevant events are, okay, so we started court two weeks ago. How is it that all of my children are dead? (laughs) I can explain that. I think you will find at the end of it, I am responsible 
but you're not going to understand how until I get to the end of the story. So very how I met your mother. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You always wanted to get me down for some crime, federal prosecutor. I promise you, I am going to allow you to do that only because I know I'm fucked anyway because I did a bad thing. There's a lot of really good moral revenge where the rich family members are shitty people and then bad things happen to them. Mm. Ah, I love that. Um, But there are also some characters who are not shitty and are either victims of these characters or just along for the ride in a very sad way. So much like Poe, you're going to walk away feeling like, oh, damn that was dark it's very enjoyable but the darkness is palpable okay i was worried when you first started describing that that it would have a certain cheesiness to it but it sounds like it's more fresh than hodgepodge de fromage first of all how dare you yes it's it's um (laughs) look jared said a cool thing earlier i was like how do i do that It. What's funny is I imagine that took you longer than me just discovering it the same time everyone else heard me say it. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I landed on the Hodge phrase Hodge immediately, and then I had to hold on to it and try and find a way to work it into a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Genius. It finally worked out. No, it is fresh. It's also uh, bloody and a little gory. Mm. Some of the deaths are just downright horrifying. Some of them are like, oh, finally, we, that <laughs> gun has been on the mantle place all episode. Mm. If you like Poe as both an aesthetic and his writing themes, it'll be satisfying. If you go in hoping, I want to see Poe's stories come to life, this is not a recreation in any way. And if you prefer Finn and Ray, is there something for you there? <sighs> <laughs> there should have been. Mm, okay. Anyway. All right. So only a nine out of 10 then. <laughs> In general, I would say there are critiquable things about the show. Nothing so uh, cantankerous or onerous. Yeah. That, you know, it's easy to remember now. I generally liked it. It was dark and disturbing and also narratively satisfying. What I really like, though, is that the acting and writing really are fantastic. Like, some characters, you don't fully see who they are as a person till the end, and there are some child actors on it who do incredible jobs. Oh, good. Nice. Did you have anything more you wanted to say about this House of Usher and it falling? It's none of it is Poe. It's not like quite his quality if there's poetry in it it's only because they quote him so it's very much a homage it's not really on fully on Poe's level homage homage de fromage homage de fromage de solange a le cottage ah sexy <laughs> le sexy cottage de cottage what yes may like yeah. No, no, no. I just realized something else I could talk about, and okay. I might. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Like, Love it. It went from having nothing to, like, a lot. Well, let's see if yes. you're next. Yes, who shall be next? But thank you. Thank you for bringing House of Usher to us. It's me, Ling! Yeah! <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Perfect. So uh, <laughs> our, our little dalliance into French reminded me of a movie that Mike and I recently saw 
that is a oh, remake no. of a movie from 20 years ago if your back just cracked uh thinking about that <laughs> but we went to go see the mean girls musical oh, oh yes and so like there are aspects of it that i absolutely absolutely love and then there's aspects about it that i'm like oh eh. so let's start with the positives renee renee rap is regina george is, is at the top amazing, of that list like regina george like okay. like okay rachel mcadams in the original movie was was a good regina george like she was good but renee rap i'm literally terrified of her like <laughs> the first time she comes onto screen and she sings her song like there's a thing about a musical where like when the music really adds to the character and adds to the scene her songs are very bond like because they're very long notes and it's kind of minor key and like i i mean it's fabulous and also she just fucking kills it and she just has this like look in her eye of like i'm going to eat you and not the nice fun way she is by she is (laughs) she is but like so she was just absolutely phenomenal and the the narrators were also fantastic janice and damien like yep janice is played by, by moana. Uh, moana her her songs are really really good and like what i love about it the framing narrative is that it's janice and damien making like a tiktok video about the going-ons at the school like with what happened to regina george and it's a cautionary tale and like i was listening to the first song and i was like these lyrics are like kind of bad and then i realized it's high schoolers making up their own lyrics oh sure so like it's on purpose like it's supposed to be cringeworthy because mm-hmm. you know yeah. they're like trying to make art and so like it's just really good and then there's like normally when i watch a movie especially like a musical movie i'm always thinking about like how <laughs> i would stage it how i would do it different mm-hmm. there's this one scene in the movie where i would not change a goddamn thing so it's at the halloween party and okay. Regina has just found out that Katie is into Aaron. Oh, yeah. 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 Spo- this also happens old. in the 20 year old movie. So, you know, uh, but the girls is 20 years old. Oh, my. Yeah. Knees. So is Common Rider Blade. I, I just exploded Ooh. into a million pieces. Oh, my God. Spoilers for the Bible. Jesus dies. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I haven't read that yet. Jesus Christ walks into a hotel. Anyway, so like (laughs) it's at the Halloween party and like what happens is everyone goes perfectly still. And then Regina like walks through the crowd manipulating people or causing them to turn. And then they'll like shudder and like she just has everyone under her spell. Like it's like a horror movie. Like it's, it's, so it's good. amazing. It's so good. And like the main character whose name I have unfortunately forgotten Katie. is like frozen. Katie, right. You just said that. Yeah. Uh is like frozen in terror the entire time and you're like experiencing it through her and it's 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 well, wonderful. And, and what I liked about the musical a little bit more than the movie is you realized how manipulated Aaron is in the situation like I felt like in the original movie like I didn't really kind of feel for him in the situation he was just kind of like yeah I guess like she's into me again oh whatever 
but like here he gets to have moments and like it was staged really well it was shot really well it was acted really well what the fuck was up with the costumes? <laughs> what the fuck was Regina wearing the whole time? Oh, not just the Halloween costume? No, like the actual costume. Okay, her, ho- her Halloween costume was fucking amazing. She should have been in shit like that the whole entire movie, and she was not. Oh. I am so mad. And part of it, I, I think, and I don't know, but... I think part of it, what it was, is the costumer was hired to do Mean Girls, thinking that they were going to get a particular body type. Mm. Renee Rapp is not a stick-thin person. Mm. Mm -hmm. She is a normal human female body Mm -hmm. with curves and proportions. Mm -hmm. And they put her in, like weirdly semi-corseted things but like it wasn't fitted Uh. so like on the wednesday we wear pink she was in this like waist cincher but like the top part of it was like ill-fitted over it so she actually looked like she had a smaller chest and like it accentuated the fact that she wasn't stick thin and it just it it looked horrible and then also like Gretchen and Karen were in hella cute little like you know little outfits that we were like whatever Regina is wearing Karen and Gretchen need to match her that would make sense for the squad yeah yeah the sidekicks should not be outshining the queen yeah yes <laughs> yeah they need to look less cute than regina absolutely and they were because it was almost like the customer just didn't know like what to do with a regular woman's body you know like mm-hmm. it, it just it really upset me it's weird too because it wasn't like she was that different from no. the other two girls so no. I don't know why like, they went that route with her. It was just really, really upsetting to see because like Mean Girls is an opportunity to like, that could have been another place where they could have brought it into, you know, 2024 since it's been 20 years, eh, um, you know, to kind of show like what girls nowadays are wearing like the high fashion nowadays like it should have been like fucking lululemon stretch pants like oh okay yeah like in hot pink you know like there's things that they could have done that more reflected the mean girls of today if that makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah it was almost like they were trying to just like recreate the movie visually Mm -hmm. and not thinking about how like if we're gonna redo it we need to like have something to say there are some actual adaptations that need to happen yeah i think part of that is sort of they definitely could have and should have been braver than this but i bet you to a certain extent they felt like they were stuck between a rock and a hard place because yeah the musical was created to cash in on nostalgia for the movie absolutely uh, even though the musical ended up being really good and so therefore the the movie of the musical has to then follow the the musical which was created to cash in on the movie and so everything has to sort of yeah. point back even though it's modernized yeah circular yeah. referential yeah it sounds like the continuum has not yet collapsed yeah yeah I will say though, Janice's makeup and outfits, wow, oh, gorge. Like, absolutely. Every outfit she wore, oh, I would have killed to look like that in high school. Like, oh my God, it was amazing. But yeah, it, it was also kind of one of those things where we were like watching it going, oh, maybe this is something we can show the fusion because, you know, she loves musicals. And then we realized, no, we can never show the fusion this because 
She's going to see Regina George. She will either be deathly afraid of Regina George, or she will go, I'm going to be that. Regina George. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's, that's what, what we're, we're most worried. afraid of. <laughs> that's what we're worried about. So I was like, oh my God, I cannot be raising Regina George. Like, that, oh. And we, we were thinking about it and we were like, there's some possibilities with some behaviors we've already observed. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. So oh no, good luck. We'll be on the lookout. But oh, no. highly, highly not in a serious way. Yeah, not not in a serious way. But highly, highly recommend checking out the music for it. Again, every single one of Renee rap songs, like just yes. just go listen to World Burn. It's the the, the yes. villain song in the middle of Act Two, Ugh. and it's I've probably listened to it on loop for weeks. Ooh. Yeah. It's definitely a vibe and a jam. I'll have to find it on YouTube. I'll have to actually watch Mean Girls for the first time so that I know what the reference is. Oh, mean yeah. Girls is such what? a funny movie. It's real good. It's They have one of my favorite narration jokes in which the narrator, who's a character in the scene, says, it was the day this happened, and then in the scene that immediately happened. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's, it's a very, <laughs> very smart movie. Which is, um, you know, makes sense because Tina Fey freaking wrote it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, make sure you're in a good headspace mm-hmm. when you're watching it because it will drag up stuff. High school shit. Just fair. Just fair warning. Not in a like horrible, horrible way, but like. It's funny enough that you're not going to be like crying on the couch. Like, but um, just just kind of fair warning. Like, it is about mean girls and bullying, kind mm. of. But the main villainess does get hit by a bus. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, there's that. That's true. That also <laughs> happened in the f- first movie, yeah, didn't it? Yes, it, it did. Yep, getting hit by getting hit by a bus is a major part of Mean Girls. Every single thing I remember or learn about Mean Girls, a movie I've seen twice, I'm always a little surprised. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it it is definitely one of those movies that I'm really glad we have it because yeah. so many of us have had a Regina George in our life. So it's nice to kind of see it being acknowledged that like, oh no, there are horrible, awful people out there. Yeah. And I will say in the musical, it was staged in such a way that Regina was always alone. Like she always had her posse, but they were never beside her. They were always behind her or slightly offset. Mm -hmm. So like she never had anyone like in her plane. She always stands alone. Yes. She always stands alone. And so it's kind of like, I felt like a little bad for her because I was like, oh, that's got to be really lonely being at the top. And then you remember what an awful person she is. Mm. Yep. And so then you're like, whatever. It's lonely for a reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it go- you goes back and forth on it. They do, you know, they don't make Regina entirely a stereotype, which I appreciated. You know, there's more to Ooh. it than that. There was a lot of stereotype in the first oh, movie. Yeah. yeah. That is true. Going back to one of your complaints, it sounds a bit like the first movie was evocative of the culture of the time as seen by adults who had just gotten out of the stage of those characters. Yeah. Because, uh, like, Tina Fey was in her early to mid-twenties, right? I don't I, know. I, I, but, I don't know. I, I claim not to know the age of other women. 
Very fair. This one seems to be like it was made for fans of the ongoing the Up to a certain extent, but I think this is also made to, um, like, this is definitely made for, like, Gen Z kids as well. Like, they definitely modernized it so that people would, yeah. Oh, good. Like, they would get it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, like, everyone's on their phones. They kind of bring in social media a lot into it. Yeah. So, like, instead of people, I guess, like, posting to, like, Facebook or MySpace, they're posting on TikTok, you know, about, like, what's Regina doing? What's Katie doing? Yeah. And all, all of those lovely stuff, things. So. But, yeah, very enjoyable. It was fun. If you've seen the original movie, it will be very familiar, yep. but also fresh. Also, just the dance sequences were all so good i oh, was we're really saying good. the other day i love how i get the same feeling from a really good dance number to as a really good fight scene it just like hits that adrenaline pump in me mm-hmm. um and you know like uh there's what was a song in particular called revenge party that's just just freaking fabulous so good. Mm-hmm. yeah so good. revenge party sounds very fantasy high a little bit <laughs> yeah that's all me. right well i don't have to roll the dice uh so i am going to talk to you you don't no there's only one of us left it's, it's me Woo! <laughs> i didn't see it coming <laughs> you never see it coming um da, 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 the mind is too fast for us okay sorry uh, um, but uh i am here today not to talk to you about persona 5 uh although i did okay. recently reinstall it on my piece on my ps5 yes but i am here to talk to you about a um a fairly new uh competitive first person shooter that just dropped called the finals um the finals is a uh, like its name suggests, is a game about tournaments. Uh, you are in. You can do one-off matches, and in fact, they won't let you get into full tournaments until you've done a bunch of one-off matches, which is nice. So you're in teams of three for the game. Okay. And there's three different classes you can choose from, each of which have a wide variety of weapons and items you can assign to them. Some of which, like the goo grenade, are available to everyone, and some of which are only available to certain classes. Uh, like you know, for example, the heavy has access to a flamethrower and a sledgehammer that nobody else has access to and a bunch of other things like an auto shot damn yeah the heavy class is uh designed as you might expect to uh take hits and not go down the the light class is exactly the opposite if i get shot while i'm the light class i die which happens a lot and then the medium class is usually sort of a support and defense class so you end up playing uh you can you know get a healing gun similar to the medics in team fortress 2 you can drop turrets like what's his name from overwatch torbjorn Bjorn, that's his name. There's a lot of different ways you can kit out all your different characters. Most of the game is around guns, but every single class has one or two melee weapon options, and the light class has a sword and the ability to dash around. So guess what I'm playing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why you get shot. <laughs> yep. Uh, but the basic gist of the game is there's a couple of different modes, but the big one you play in most of the tournaments is there is a cash box that will spawn somewhere on the map. Depending on the tournament, one or two of them spawn. Uh, and then you have to grab the cash, cash box with your team of three and take it to a cash out point. Uh, and when you reach the cash out point, you have to put it into the cash out point and then wait for probably a minute and a half for it to cash out. While you're waiting for it to cash out, of course, other teams can come in and steal your hard-earned loot. Uh, so you have to defend mm. it. 
King of the Hills style. Yes. Um, and the cool thing about the game is not only do they give you a lot of defensive options, there's a lot of tactical things. I mentioned the goo grenade earlier that makes this heavy, like, fireproof foam-looking thing. Uh, although it's not actually fireproof, it burns real good. <laughs> in an area that you throw the grenade at so to like prevent people from coming from that direction there's gas mines that choke you out there's you know the aforementioned turrets and just you know explosions and fire and that sort of thing mm-hmm. all of the environments in the game are fully destructible which adds a whole another level to it so you sail into the cash out on the third floor you throw your cash box into the cash out station and then you know you've blocked all the doors with foam you've covered up the windows you're hiding in a corner and then somebody blows up the floor and you <laughs> and the cash out station and everything else fall and you have to defend in a whole new location. One of my favorite things to do when I do play as the heavy and I do bring my sledgehammer is if a cash-out station is on top of the building, I will go around and destroy every wall on the bottom of the building, and once you've destroyed two sides worth of walls, the whole building collapses. And then all of a sudden, they're back on the ground level with you! <laughs> Can you be damaged by things falling? On- oh, no, wait, I've watched you play. You, can't. you can't, and there's no fall damage. So you get, you can go crazy to your heart's content. There's certain maps where, like, cash out boxes are on floating platforms suspended from the ceiling. You can take out the wires and drop the fl- whole platform instead of having to, like, ride zip lines up there to, mm-hmm. um, to assault that way. And there's all kinds of different, like, Every window is an entry point. Uh, everybody has different movement things. The game is very, very fast. So even at as the heavy, I would say you're probably moving at like modern Doom speeds. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, and as the medium and then the light, you're going so fast. And it's so nice. I'm so tired of slow games. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, the fast paced means I have to have my mouse sensitivity turned way up so that I can zip up to someone, stab them with my sword, go past them, turn around immediately and swipe my sword at them again um, before mm-hmm. they can react and shoot me with a lot of guns. But, mm-hmm. you know, and there's the, it's, it's, it, the frantic pace is what makes it fun. Uh, if you get killed, your team mates can respawn you or you can use a respawn credit uh in the like beginner modes respawn credits are unlimited in the later tournaments you only get one or two per match so once you've used them you have to wait for your teammates to revive you and one interesting thing about it is your corpse becomes this little like meeple thing uh, like from a like from a board game your teammates can pick that up and carry it somewhere else to revive you so if you got shot dead in an area where like four teams are fighting somebody can dash in grab your meeple thing and run to a safe area and and then revive Ooh. and of course the medium yeah. you know has a um defibrillator that'll revive you instantly but you go, you're only at half health oh, that's nice there's just this there's a i'm thinking about it now and i'm talking about this game there's a ton of depth to the strategy just based on what you bring so like my current yeah. light loadout i have the sword i have a stun gun i have a breaching charge and i have an invisibility grenade so the you know invisibility grenade i could turn myself and my team invisible for a very short period of time which is good for like ambushes or like cash box steals and the stun gun is if i'm coming up on somebody and i shoot them with that they are slowed and can't use their abilities which is great for then cutting them down with the sword and then the breach charge is i throw an explosive on a wall i press a trigger and then the wall is no longer there <laughs> Also the floor, also the ceiling. Sure. <laughs> so it sounds like every character class can interact with the destructibility of the environment. Yeah, and in a lot of different ways. You know, I mentioned the the flamethrower earlier. The heavy with the flamethrower can actually set the cash out station on fire, which means that if you go and try to steal the cash out, you're going to be slowly burning to death while you're waiting for the, the steal to happen. Mm. So, yeah, it's there are definitely schools of thought of 
like, oh, this weapon is the best, or this kit is the best. But in all the time I'm playing, I haven't seen, like, clones of the same thing over and over. I keep getting put in teams and facing against teams, people with wildly different builds, uh, which has led mm-hmm. to some really fun stuff. I watched one of my teammates the other day. Um, so when you're invisible, people can see you if you're moving, but you can, if you hold still, you're actually invisible. And so he was running away from somebody, threw an invisibility grenade on the ground, and then just stopped dead in his tracks. And the guy ran right by him, Fuck and yeah. then he came up behind him and shot him in the head, and it was great. I was like, that was so cool. <laughs> That's how you do it. So people walk right through you when you're invisible? Not right through you, but they had like gone around a corner up against a wall, and the guy just ah. didn't think to shoot that area. So you might bump into someone yes. who's invisible. Yeah, you totally would. And then start firing wildly. Uh-huh. Uh, they also just added a solo game mode, which has uh, been really fun for me because so I have a tendency that I've been working on for years in video games of uh, when I see a fight, I rush into the fight. Uh, this is bad mm-hmm. in many video games. Uh, it's very bad in League of Legends. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also very bad in the finals. If there's like a team of three in front of me and I try to jump them with one person, I, I'm going to die. It doesn't matter what class I am or what I have set up. Uh, And so I'm trying to work a way around that. But in solo mode, I don't have to worry about that. I can just dash around the map, grab cash boxes, kill people, and just have a generally good time. And yes, I'm having a lot of fun with it. What's this game called? The Finals. And it is free. Free, okay. They do have, you know, a real money store where you can buy cosmetics and a battle pass. Some of their cosmetics are great. You know, there's like white and black swan ballerina outfits you can put on anybody. Um, there's alien abduction outfit and emote you can do, but you know, some of them outfits are also just like, what if call of duty, but call of duty, there's a lot of like, Mm -hmm. let's dress up like a military operator. And I'm like, that's not nearly as interesting to me as putting on this David Bowie face paint, this Elvis top and these like baggy jeans. (laughs) Yeah. Come talk to me when you've recolored the military operator outfit in cyberpunk colors and given me a cyber arm. Although they did release a uh, like bright pink like Steven Universe core outfit very early on, which I appreciate. Ooh, nice. Uh, oh, I definitely can run this. Okay. Uh, nice. That's what all the clicking was. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's all right. Maybe at least partially because on Mike's recommendation started checking out an anime called The Wrong Way to Use Healing Magic. Oh yeah, I gotta get back to that. Yeah, after your description, I'm just thinking about, okay, so if I came in there and I was playing a light class with the breaching charge and everything else, I could actually play paramedic. Like my teammates could go down and then I dash in there, grab their corpses, I run away as fast as I can. Mm -hmm. And if I need to, I use the breaching charge to blow up a building to throw building shrapnel in the way of their guns. Well, and the other thing you can do is a medium, if you don't want to carry the healing gun uh, you know i mentioned the turrets earlier you can throw a turret down on your guy's corpses and then grab your guy's corpses while everybody else is getting shot to hell mm-hmm. <laughs> it's great i really like the strategic placement of turrets and things like that i find a lot of times games kind of bleed out exactly where the turret is where it becomes less and less important Often turrets are nerfed. Yeah. Um, Eventually. Tur- the turrets in this game have a weakness in that they only have a... Um, For chocolate? Like 180? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, like a 180 degree firing arc. 
So you have to place them strategically, and people can come up behind mm. them and kill them without getting shot. But if people okay. put, oh, like, like I've come into to cash box zones without checking carefully enough, and people have put them, like, on the ceiling where I never expect to look for them, and I just die. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask if you could put them on walls. Yep, walls, ceiling. Ooh. <laughs> well, not to uh, spoil, but I'm downloading this one. Excellent. So. We should all play together. That would be cool to do. We yeah. should try that. Yeah, yeah, because we could be, as I assume Mailing doesn't want to play because it's a first-person shooter, uh, but we could do a right. team of three. <laughs> yeah, no, you assume correctly. I will I will play my puzzle game while you guys kill each other, but I will listen. No, to no, we'll kill other team. people we'll kill- with each other. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that makes more sense. <laughs> Add to library. Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 Riveting audio as we all download. The yeah. Game. <laughs> Basically, like like what happened with Palia last time. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, we are still playing Palia. Yep, I'm literally pay, playing yeah. it right now. <laughs> which is which is more than I can say for Synced, which we also sort of did that with. But I, you know, so here, here's what happened with Synced. It's okay. I was trying to play Synced during a meeting like a fool because I basically skipped through the tutorial um i was uh, like uh, i okay. i don't i can't read this right now i have to pay attention to what this person is saying so skip 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 and then realized that i had no idea how to play the game and no way of figuring yeah. it out it led to a lot yeah. of frantic googling of what is an extraction shooter which uh no one has a clear answer for that it turns out mm-hmm. it's a shooter where you do stuff and collect stuff until eventually you get to a point that you have to defend so that you can leave with the stuff that you got <laughs> yeah that's the best I got. That, that, that's that's pretty much what I gathered in the end, but uh, I did not mm. understand that the first couple of times I tried synced, and then the yeah. finals came and stole my heart. My explanation is I tried to get up the gumption to play it, and then I got to a point where I was ready to start playing Phantom Liberty, but I didn't have enough room on my C drive, so something had to go. Oh, yep, that'll do it. Yep, wait, I've just realized my internet is not robust enough to download this and have this meeting at the same time, so I will download it later. (laughs) Oh, yeah, let's not do that. (laughs) So then, are we ready to vote? I think we are ready to vote. Who would like to vote first? I think I preempted my vote, so I will own up to it and say that I plan on voting for the finals. (laughs) Okay. Uh, that is my vote. I was counting on Jairus's vote for Spout Lore, so I <sighs> guess I will also vote for the finals based on interest. All right. Well, that is going to be three votes for the finals then. Sorry, Melee. I was going to vote for Mean Girls. No, that's A-OK because... I loved Mean Girls very much, but... But no, I understand anything that gets three of us or all of us to, like, want to download it immediately... Or do it, yeah. yeah. Is, ...is definitely worth the award. I don't mean to make this conversation larger, but I think I should say why I am not going to vote for Spout Lord. Okay. Okay. Let us know. The reason is that... Uh, and the reason why I, I haven't brought it up on here before is that while there is real genius in that podcast. I've told this to other people, and I've written to the makers of the podcast. The way that they balance player bullshit against good storytelling is a skill that I aspire to. I think as a table, they have a great shared narrative kind of conceit that works very well. However, it is hard for me to recommend this podcast because there are a lot of fat jokes. Ah. That's true. The character of Fat Billy is 30% a skinny, small woman 
Cohen uh, making food jokes about a very round little boy. Uh, there is more to his character, and I think it is very similar to the level to which all of the characters talk about farting, balls, poop, all that kind of stuff. There is a level of being slightly disgusting. That is in their humor that I think kind of weighs on whether or not I recommend it mm-hmm. because the storytelling's great, but I also don't want people to think that I think all of these jokes funny. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunate when comedians run into that sometimes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I think they have a really good table talk and they can talk about this kind of stuff and I'm going to keep listening to them. But I also feel like we should confront this face to face and you Rowan have not heard enough of the podcast uh to to really uh, reach those parts yeah yeah exactly yeah 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 so yeah i just want to say that i do love the podcast i think my momentum is going to go uh to the finals all right Um, well, my vote for the finals is because it's kept me entertained and enjoying myself uh for a long time now so um yeah that's that's me with three we have decided we have the decision is made the die is cast the ace of geeks of the week award goes to the finals Yay! yay Where it will compete against several other things but mostly itself <laughs> yep <laughs> i love how much we're talking up the finals with like zero plans on exactly how we're going to do that yeah we we should we, no. we oh you meant the finals not the finals yes the finals not the <laughs> finals the finals oh. <laughs> the final Beautiful. finals it's the final finals and that's oh all my we god do. yeah you can't ask a game why it's called the finals. <laughs> that was very good. That was a good reference because that thank, was a quote thank. from the movie Mean Girls, which we talked about the musical of <laughs> earlier in this podcast, just in case anyone was lost. <laughs> at, uh, at this point in the podcast, if you're lost, we're sorry. Sorry. Please get on the phone and call an adult. Yeah. <laughs> if you are an adult, we're sorry. Still call an adult. <laughs> Uh, yes if we're an adult we're sorry consider your favorite pain medication are you more a motrin uh, tylenol or ibuprofen just don't buy that shit from the house of usher it'll really mess with you yeah no yeah no absolutely don't do that opium is not an nsaid don't do that All right. Well, folks, this has been the Ace of Geeks. If you enjoyed this episode, if you disagree with us on anything, if, if you violently agree with us on anything, we'd love to hear from you. So please send us an email. Jerris, how would they do that? A-C-O-F-G-E-E-K-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-I-N-G at gmail.com. That's aceofgeekspodcasting at gmail.com. Ace.com. <laughs> You can also find us on Twitter at Ace of Geeks and on Facebook at The Ace of Geeks. I heavily recommend following us on Facebook because Jairus's meme game is strong. Thank you. Yes. And yeah, um, head to aceofgeeks.net to check out our other two podcasts. Mei Ling, what is Edge of Reality? Edge of Reality is our actual play podcast where we all rotate taking on the role of dungeon master or game master, uh, depending on, you know, what's happening. So our first season, we were magic 
magical teenagers in an American school of magic run by Rowan. And in our second season, we were magical teenagers trapped in a library trying to kill us Mm -hmm. run by me. So we'll see what happens in our third season. Will we be magical teenagers caught in some shenanigans? Who knows? The libraries factor in. I feel like I have to make it magical teenagers just to continue the theme now at this point. <laughs> what if we were magical teenagers at a Titanic-sized school for kaiju? Mike. Oh my god. Uh, well, I was about to say something <laughs> else, kaiju. but I think, I think you've just, I don't, there's nothing, no, not I can't necessarily, follow that. I, my brain isn't going, isn't going directly to a system I can run that in, so please, give me another idea. <laughs> well, I'm still thinking about Dungeon World, where we all make up like the world building yeah. as we go anyway but mike think about it you have an opportunity here to completely flip the script instead of being magical teenagers at an institution of learning we could be magical teachers at an institution of learning <laughs> oh. oh no playing to the class yeah well i mean this is this is an idea but that that's i've my job <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess i guess for when 50 percent of the podcast is teachers it it gets harder to be like what if we were magical teachers and we go Wouldn't on a field trip fun? with our class and then things get hinky and the class goes missing and we have to go find them with the help of our quirky tas the problem with being a, a playing a teacher when you are a teacher is you could choose to have fun of it with, and play a kind of bad teacher, and then you have to worry if everyone who listens to the podcast thinks you're a bad thinks, teacher in real life. Yeah, <laughs> but you never know. We could try it. We could. We try could. It. All right, well, folks. Uh, oh, sorry. And oh, Yavin Radio, Radio is a uh, a show. Um, that is an improvised Star Wars podcast where Jarris and I play Losers of the Rebel Alliance who um, interview mm-hmm. the strange and wacky people we find on Yavin Base after the Battle of Endor. Uh, if you like Lower Decks and Star Wars and Hello from the Magic Tavern, you'll like this podcast and I think you should check it out. Uh, so yeah, my name is Mike Fatum. You can find me on Twitter at Vengeance God, on Blue Sky, also at Vengeance God, on TikTok at Vengeance God 2, and on Instagram at Broken Infinity films uh head to my tiktok right now for a hilarious video of me being super nerdy to re- celebrate the 20th anniversary of common rider blade Woo. you uh you can also check out the league of swords we have an upcoming show march 9th in burbank california uh it's called deadliest of enemies uh and we'll feature Ooh. uh more matches than we've ever had on one show uh so i'm very excited about it so uh, tickets are on sale right now but you can get them at league of swords.com it will also theoretically feature music that i wrote in some proportion. It will. And that's why it's your turn to go, Rowan. Oh, shit. Uh, hi, I'm Rowan. I have... You walked into that one. <laughs> I have music that I've made over the last few years. Uh, it's a lot of video gamey cyberpunky deets and doots. Some of them are more, well, mm, yeah. i like some of my children more than others but i've been given good (laughs) feedback on all of them so there you go there you go i'm proud of you but father why don't you love us all equally Mm. i i don't play favorites i love all my children equally later i don't care for uh christmas song i forgot what it was called damn it would have been better if i had an actual name of one of your songs in my pocket (laughs) Listen, listen, some of you children are absolute bops, and some of you are just bips. Oh! (laughs) Dang! Not you, Bip. Bip, I love you so much. Can we 
get some information on the private school, we're going to send Bip far away from here. <laughs> far, Thank you. far away. <laughs> because they're so special to us and we couldn't bear for anything bad to happen to them. Mm, yes. Mm, yes. Mm, yes. Anyway, I have a bunch of that music and a SoundCloud link in the description of this episode. Please go ahead and check it out. Also, if you do go to the League of Swords, I've written a fair amount of music for, for that. A lot of wrestling intros with more to come. Rowan is our music meister, and they're all amazing. Which are so good. <laughs> Thank you. Mailing, go! Hi, Mailing. You can find me on TikTok at MLKitty1875. I mostly repost cat videos, and I lurk on there. But every now and then, my daughter will make comments on other videos. And so, other people's videos know, sometimes. Uh, we've had yeah. to, to talk to her about that. <laughs> You've had to take, but, talk uh, to her about yeah. that? Yep. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, that's me. Oh, and uh, every other Friday, you can find me on Twitch playing an Avatar The Last Airbender RPG. And I am playing a Fire Nation engineer who may or may not have made the Machines of War. So that's fun. What time and what channel? Oh, it's Fridays at 6 p.m. Pacific. And it's on twitch.tv backslash Jahananan. How do you we'll spell that? The, we'll, we'll put a link in the description because I don't know. Off the top okay. Jahananan. So. I believe it's okay. J-A-H-A-N-O-N, but I don't know precisely. Something like that. We, it so will Jahananan. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Anon, there shall be Jahan. Jahananan. Yes. Yeah, Shakespearean. Yes. Uh, yes. All right. Jairus. Hello, my name is Jairus Margopoulos. Last, but also shortest. <laughs> uh, I, if you are interested in any of my writing on spirituality or magic, you could find that at firstchurchofthemorningstar.com slash blog. Not all of the entries are written by me, but if it is about Mesopotamian magic or epicene uh, androgynous magic, then it probably is. Um, and if you know what epicene androgynous magic is without reading the article first, uh, you're a perfect audience for this podcast. Welcome. Thanks for being here. <laughs> I'm trying to make epicene a thing again. Stop trying to make epicene happen. It's not going to happen. I'm making it happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Another Mean Girls reference. Okay. Yes. So good. Yes. Thank you very much for listening. One last thing I forgot to mention in the earlier outro. We have a, a lovely little Discord community that we're building uh if you want to come and hang out with a bunch of cool people who are talking about cool things uh it, it that's the place to be so check that out in the episode description uh and now we will end this in the way that we always do hello and welcome Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.